Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, it has been a wonderful Christmas special edition of the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. My name's Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. I want to wish a very Merry Christmas to the man who runs the board for us, Michael Deadshot Arpaio. We call him Deadshot because he gets it right every single time. The first time he's great to work with. And of course, our producer, Jamie Erker, the mighty one. And on the show today, we have Dr. Donald Sweeting. He's the chancellor of Colorado Christian University. And I have given him a cowboy name because you always get a cowboy name, but he's so brilliant. It's just fun to be in his presence. Um, so I call him Donald Sweet Mind Sweeting. I don't think he likes that, <laughs> that nickname too much, but I that, think you could do better, Jeff. You can do better. <laughs> Donald Sharp Mind, Donald Big Mind. I'm, I'm going to um, keep it centered on the mind. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But I, it is what we love about Colorado Christian University. It's 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 depth, uh, not only in its faith and commitment to Christ, but a quality education. We really have some brilliant minds on faculty at CCU. And we talked all about that on a previous segment. So if you missed anything, go to FrontierFreedomRadio.com. But uh, Chancellor Sweeting, you have some tips for us on how we can kind of really have a, a better Christmas than maybe we've had in the past. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, I do. And I want to pick up on something you were just talking about, you know, about uh uh, looking everywhere for meaning and hope and life and not finding it. Uh, you know, I call this the joy quest and lots of us have been on that joy quest and we keep thinking we can find it in this, that, and the other thing. And we keep coming up short. Um, and sometimes we do this with Christmas. You know, if only I could, maybe I'll find the Christmas spirit. If I, if it snows, maybe I'll, I'll get it. If, if I watch, you know, it's a wonderful life 10 times uh, or, or whatever, you know, you got to do all your traditions and, and the traditions are great, but you're missing it. I mean, the heart of this is Jesus and the joy is found in him and the life is found in him. And he's at the heart of it. I think that's the crux of, of what we're trying to say in this program. But but for many of us I, I, who might know this, uh, it's so easy to just get swept up in the rush of the holiday. And so well, I'd love to just uh, uh, give you uh, six simple suggestions to reshape your your Christmas or to put Christ back in your Christmas. Uh, number one is, is um, uh, especially next year, um, prepare for Christmas with Advent. Uh, uh, take some time in the weeks before and, and start to prepare yourself for his coming. And it may be you have an Advent candle in your home with Christmas readings, uh, or you do some special readings on that, the, 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 the meaning of his coming and who he is and, uh, but but take advantage of that season to prepare your heart and make him room, as opposed to just jumping into the holiday, because uh, just jumping in, uh, you know, good parties need preparation. Uh, secondly, um, worship on Christmas. Now, this year, Christmas is on a Sunday. Some of our churches are having services. Um, there are always services on Christmas Eve. But don't don't blow that off. This is his birthday. Go and worship. Let your family hear the story again. Hear a pastor explain it again. Hear sing the carols, light a candle, um, and that, that's that's important. That's a massive move for a family because you're saying ah something's more important than Santa than than everything else. Number three, so Advent worship. Number three, uh, you might get a nativity set in your house, and especially if you have little kids. Our first nativity set was 
it was a uh, cloth material, so it couldn't be broken and the kids would play with it. But, it, but it, they started to get the sense of, okay, I'm, I understand the different people and figures and nativity sets can, can teach. In fact, on Christmas morning, we go to our, before the, we go to the tree, we go to the nativity set or when, whenever we, it is, we celebrate Christmas. Sometimes it's not on Christmas day, it's the day after, but and, and the first thing we do before we open gifts is we open the Bible, we read the story, uh, and we thank God for his greatest gift in Jesus Christ. Um, another thing you can do is read a book about uh, Christmas as part of your Advent celebration. Uh, there are lots of, of studies, sometimes books of sermons, like uh, John MacArthur has written some, James Montgomery Boyce, Tim Keller, uh, that that aren't, aren't just fluffy, but they provide some meat to teach you about the wonderful depth of Christmas. And it may be somebody old like Athanasius, but it could be somebody new, some of the great teachers from today. Um, another suggestion is to rethink the gifts, that you, the gift giving that you do. So often we splurge on ourselves, but to get ahead of the holidays and start thinking, what are the gifts for others that we could give? Um, and uh, that might revolutionize your family as you have a discussion like who who could we give a gift to that would just shock the life at them that would just bless them beyond measure because they're not expecting it and they can't give back but and it might be through uh, an organization like the Salvation Army or it might be a friend or a shut-in that you know but that that adds a whole different dimension where gift giving isn't just a, 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 a orgy of gifts for our, ourselves and then um, I would say, uh, finally, uh, get get behind the traditions of Christmas with your family. So, you know, when you talk about gifts, go, well, why do we give gifts? Uh, because of the great gift that God gave his son. Why do we put up lights? Because the world is dark and it was dark and and and, and needed the light of, of heaven. You know, why do we emphasize maybe giving to the poor? Because Jesus was born in a poor family and laid in a manger uh, why do we listen to music? Because the angels were shouting praise to God in, in heaven. Let them see the why behind the actions of, of Christmas. And I think uh, just simple things like that can really put a whole different uh, spin and new meaning and it can reshape your Christmas. So it's not just a mad rush, uh, but it's a meaningful season of, of joy and peace and worship. Hmm. Do you, those are, that's great advice and great guidance. Do you have some traditions? Do you mind sharing maybe some of the traditions you do with your family? You, you highlighted some of those there, but what are, what are some of the more meaningful traditions that maybe you inherited from your father, who uh, plays a pretty significant role in, in the history of uh, the evangelical church in, in yeah. America? Um, but uh, share with us some maybe personal yeah. stories, if you don't mind. Yeah, well, we have, um, you know, the the, the uh, praying around the nativity scene, that, that's something we just started doing when the kids were young. And and it's just to set, send a signal. Um, I was a pastor. And so pastors' Christmases are really crazy. They're busier than you can believe. You know, if you have three or four services on Christmas Eve, and then if you have a service the next morning, it just obliterates your, you know, family tradition. So, so we had to adjust and we came up with something we call the four days of Christmas, which is corny, but um, instead of like when I grew up, we would have Christmas Eve as a family 
that didn't work. So we, the night before Christmas Eve, we had a special celebration and our kids called it Christmas Adam because you have an Adam and then you have Eve. Uh, <laughs> and, and we would do everything we would normally do on Christmas Eve, except open gifts and uh, the night before Christmas. Then Christmas Eve, we just gave ourselves to the church and we said, we want the kids involved if there are programs uh, or scripture readings. And of course, as a pastor, I had my arms full and I wouldn't get home till midnight. Um, but so we just, we didn't uh, kill ourselves. We just gave ourselves. And, and then uh, Christmas day, uh, we were, I was wasted, <laughs> wasted, just, you know, pretty, pretty exhausted. So we would only open our stockings and then we'd go to the grandparents for, for dinner. And we found if we tried to put everything in one day, the kids would be, um, you know, over, on over sensory overload and not appreciate it. And then the day after Christmas, which is what is called Boxing Day, we would have our quiet family uh, day and we would open our gifts on Boxing Day. Um, this was a, past, a pastor's survival <laughs> plan uh, because of all the other things. But and in the end, the kids loved it because they go, look, we get four days of Christmas and uh, and it became more meaningful. The family time was more meaningful. The church time was more meaningful. And, um, and it ended up uh, being a tradition that exists to this day. Hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And friends, on that note, please be praying for your, our pastors. Find ways to serve them. I yeah. know they, they do a lot of hard work this this week and then obviously the week of Easter as well. But uh, find ways to serve them. You can. We, we have about two minutes left. Uh, closing message for our listeners on Christmas. Uh, what would be your, your closing message? Pastor, Chancellor, President, uh, Dr. Donald Sweeting. Well, and I, I posed two questions for you. First is the one I gave a little while ago. What if it really happened? If you're somewhat skeptical, you know, what if it really happened? Explore this. Uh, go back, dig deeper. Because uh, if it really happened, you, you need to be on board with what God is doing in the world and the grace that he offers at Christmas time. And, and you might ask the corresponding question, what if he had never been born? I mean, that's one we can explore maybe next year, Jeff. But you, you think about um, all that Jesus Christ brought to the world uh, in terms of uh, a new um, where, a world where human life was cheap and expendable. And the influence he had on, on how we treat children and babies and how we treat women and the elderly and, and what we, how we thought of slavery and, and what... What happened in, in education because of the influence of Jesus and what happened in healthcare, uh, in the arts? And and you think of the, the magnitude and this uh, life that uh, if he had not been born, the world would be in, in great darkness. But because of his light, we not only have light today, but we have hope for the future and uh, the hope of his promised return. It's a wonderful Christmas message. Friends, I want to thank all of you for tuning in and making the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour such a special program here in the state of Colorado, but also those that live or listen all over the world. We are so grateful for you from the bottom of our hearts, from the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Please continue to join us in the upcoming year as we seek to provide biblical conservative perspective on the issues that we're facing till then god bless you all merry christmas and yeehaw